Hello, everybody, and welcome to Emerald City Hockey's post game live presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. RJ, shootouts suck. Yeah, they, they really do. Uh, I mean, I, I, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I and we can hash this out on a Red Glare podcast at some point in the future. I'm all for bringing ties back. Like, if they can't settle it with three on three overtime, just bring back the tie. That's my opinion. But yeah, shootouts suck, and the Kraken are also just not very good at them. That's definitely the thing. Really good at overtime. But uh, yeah, if, if that full five minutes goes, oof, the Kraken are in for it. Um, yeah, well, well, that's definitely a, a larger topic of conversation for a different day. Uh, after this one, I mean, look, there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, we've made a big deal and appropriately so about these two games in Nashville, given the context of Nashville's outside the playoff picture looking to break in and the Kraken are one of those teams that they would have to pass to do so. So one, I want to talk about the fact that the Kraken at least pick up a point in that. That's, I think, a big deal and worth talking about. Um, we got Joey Decor to talk about. We got Daniel Sprong just back in the lineup, killing it. Like, that's just what he does now. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about, RJ. Before we jump to comments, is, is any of that still something you want to just like grab a hold of? I mean, I, let's see. I don't know. I don't know what really to go with first. There's so much. I, I don't know. I feel talkative tonight, but uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Pick something. I'll be good on whatever. All right. Well, here we go. Daniel starting off the comment section with Decord amazing. And it's true. I mean, Joey Decord coming in, playing his second game this week. I mean, first off, love to see it. Uh, this is his first loss this season with the Kraken, but it's at least in overtime. So he's He's 100% at picking up a point or more, uh, but he was. Ironically, he was... I thought it was his best game of the three, two. It's his only loss. <laughs> I would agree with it. I mean, it's certainly his lowest goals against, uh, only allowing the one uh, through all of overtime uh, included. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he was just phenomenal from start to finish in this one. Yeah, absolutely solid, too. It's the kind of play that you expect from really like a Philip Grubauer when he's on his game. It felt like that kind of style almost. Um, and it's just really calming in net. I liked. Hi there, Afra. I, yeah, um, it's not good. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I also I like to see the continuation of him playing the puck. And I thought the Kraken skaters were getting more and more used to that. You saw it a few more times as they were trying to break out of the zone. I really liked watching that. That's just fun to watch. Um, but yeah, just really calm in net. I mean, he kind of matched Soros, you know, Saros had to make a lot more saves, but you never really felt any drama there with the court and net. Yeah, well, it certainly felt like Saros had to make bigger saves than, yeah. than Joey did. I thought the defense did a good job in this one. I mean, Kraken all season long have been, you know, one of the top teams as far as shot suppression goes, what the goaltenders have to deal with. Um, I think, you know, we didn't see Joey necessarily play the puck as much in this one, but there wasn't really as many opportunities to either. It was kind of just a weird game in general. I mean, the first period flew by in like 27 minutes with commercials. Like it was just a, it was a strange game through most of it um, from a pace of play standpoint. But yeah, Joey, phenomenal. Rebounds the only concern, and we could talk about that with the one goal against. Because that, it, you know, my breakdown analysis of that goal, RJ, is just it was a rebound that went out and Nashville was able to grab it before anybody on the Kraken were. Like, that's just kind of how I saw that one. Yeah, it was a rebound that popped way out off of that pad. I mean, usually that kind of clears it so far out of the danger that you're okay or have time to reset. It happened to go right to a Preds player. But yeah, the rebounds are definitely a theme that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the only thing there. But, you know, it's still only one goal allowed in 65 minutes is fantastic and you take uh, that every single time every single time i don't bother looking at the shootout to to determine a goaltender's performance either yeah. i think that you got to throw although, that out although i will say for the shootout I, I was wondering kind of what 
what the idea was there because he bit really early on some of those moves. And on the last one, it looked intentional. It didn't work out, but it looked like he was kind of trying to get the skater to bite first or to throw him off by by throwing the poke check there, but it didn't work. Yeah, no, it, it definitely didn't work. I mean, we talk about him not getting beat low in the last game and then that goal happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting one. A couple super chats here get down here to start off with Braun here trade the farm for UC and we win the cup lol JK but as an ex-preds fan it was awesome to watch good goalie play like I grew up with the little you know one of those love emojis there for Pecorine I uh, love it love to see it Braun and yeah I mean, UC Saros he's my guy in our east side hockey days RJ I Help, know he's my he's just Oilers so impressive dynasty. to watch Yep. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Pickles decided to remind myself what good shooting is. So I put in John Wick. Decord deserved better. <laughs> First off, excellent movie choice, Sergeant Pickles. Good call there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was just a rough night all the way around. I mean, Jerry McCann in the shootout, right? Just hitting off the post. It was just they happens. It happens. Yeah, it, it does. And I mean, we'll talk about the shootout more later, I think. It's like as far as just what the solution is, who do we want to see shoot? Because uh, I think, you know, the community would have some fun ideas. I've got some ideas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can talk about that later. Larson. OK, uh, but thank you for the super chat. Uh, both of you really, really appreciate it. Uh, Hunt, going back up to the top of chat, Hunter shootouts are lame. <laughs> Crag it up. Give Daddy Dax a respect. He played outstanding tonight. I want him back in goal on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, the, the situation with Grubauer, RJ. I mean, based on how he played tonight, I, I would assume Hackstall would give him that start. Right. I mean, wh- why wouldn't you? I, I see no reason to go to Martin Jones after that game. And, and if Grubauer is not good to go, then, yeah, you want to go right back to Decord. Still don't know on Grubauer when he's going to be back, but why rush it back, too? Again, he's clearly yeah. not feeling the best after having to miss a couple ga- two and a half games. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd go back to Decord again. Yeah, especially you get two days rest, too. It's not even like he's got to go every other day for a bunch of days in a row. Um, Daniel, agree too bad. McCann hit the post. I know that was a real rough one because like you saw it beat Saros and you're like, ah, and then and then the way it bounced out, I was like, okay, did that did that tuck in? in the corner I thought right all? away yeah, that it may have hit the back of the net or yeah. something. But uh, no, unfortunately, it didn't. I mean, McCann. So I tweeted this right as the shootout started. I was kind of scrambling to get this out. But the Kraken had been working on shootout practice for really the last couple of weeks that I've seen in morning skates and in practices. Mm-hmm. And of the top three that I mentioned, McCann was in there and with his trademark shot, he was just yeah. beating usually Martin Jones left and right uh, with those shootout attempts. So I wanted to see him give it a go and very close. Yeah. I mean, he beat Soros, just couldn't beat the post. <laughs> that's, <Yeah. laughs> that's the unfortunate bit of it. Um, let's see, Lindsay, I can never be too mad about a shootout loss shrug. That's kind of where I'm at. Like you get the loser points, you know, again, I'm not trying to start a conversation around that or anything. No, no, I view it as a tie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. I mean, a, a shootout is, is like a coin flip essentially in my mind. Like it's just, it's, it's just random. Uh, Daniel decor had six saves in OT. Yeah. I mean, obviously Nashville being able to start OT with the power play, not, ideal like that i'm really honestly impressed i think that might be my biggest takeaway is that the kraken were able to kill off that penalty because that's an emotional time to take a penalty obviously brandon tanev was very emotional taking that penalty with under two minutes left in a tie game in the third period but you're able to get it to overtime that's win number one and then number two to be able to finish off the kill in you know a four on three setting in overtime i mean that's really hard to do that's a lot of ice nashville has to work with a lot of time and space for those players to create plays and 
and the Kraken, I mean, they, they handled it. Yeah, Joey, a big so part much, of it. <laughs> it's so much more dangerous than a five on four situation with all that mm -hmm. extra ice that you have. And they did well. And then, of course, to close it out, you cannot afford to lose that game in regulation. I mean, that that was huge for them after an ill time mm -hmm. penalty by Tanev. I know he was really frustrated with the call. I think it was the right call. You know, I, I'd, I'd want to see that called both ways in any situation yep. on, on a boarding like that. But, um, you know, the Kraken, they they stood up for their teammate there by getting the kill and, and uh, you know, making up for that mistake. Absolutely. Light with the super chat. Appreciate it. Felt like a goalie stole a game instead of us losing it. We can very easily come back on Saturday for sure. I mean, that's the thing in this one. It felt like the Kraken kind of had some poor shooting luck, uh, which is a little unusual for this team, but they were generating chances. I feel very confident going into Saturday. Whoever's in net for the Kraken, just I feel like the Kraken are a better team. Like it, it felt like Nashville had to do everything in their power to get their one goal. It felt like the Kraken were just kind of like, eh, we've, we know they can be better and they'll be better next time kind of thing. Yeah, and it felt like only a matter of time, too. The push the Kraken were putting on in the third period, eventually they're going to score the next goal if you just were to play a, a fourth period, fifth period, however long. You know, if this was like a playoff game and it went to just the five-on-five -five overtime, you'd have no worries about it because the Kraken had controlled play so thoroughly. So, you know, I think you give it another 60 minutes, they're probably going to come out on top if it goes like that. Yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, Ty, Joey Decor was money tonight. Also, Susie was some low-key big plays. Dylan had to have noticed Susie, especially in period one. Also, Dreeg's not popular at Coachella Valley. Um, you know, I blinked and I missed the first period. No, I'm just kidding. But it was uh, it did fly by really fast. Yeah, Carson Susie, this was, I mean, this was like his best game in a while to be perfectly honest. And not just him. I also felt like Justin Schultz uh, on that third pairing played really well tonight, especially in the defensive zone. Like I was, I was impressed and I did notice them tie that pairing specifically. I thought I was like, wow. Okay. Like if they're going to be playing like this and the Kraken ha can like go three deep pairs deep and you know, the Alexiak Borgen pairing is having one of their good nights. Like that's why you see a performance like this. You got the defense working, you've got the goaltending and you know, that's why you've only allowed one goal. Yeah, and especially toward the end of the game, too, I, I thought they, um, you know, they had some good plays on that Susie Schultz pairing. I think their third period stats looked really good. Um, but yeah, good to see that from Carson Susie. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it, it feels like he's just one of those players who needs the occasional healthy scratch. Not so much to send a message, but just to, you know, to see things from the from the press bridge and just kind of take a look at the game from afar and then go back with that renewed focus. Because since he's been out of the, had been out of the lineup for a couple games for um Jacob Megna, almost a Jason Megna for <laughs> Jacob Megna. Uh, he's looked a lot better, a lot more focused, and he's making smarter plays. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm looking at on Money Puck right now, the defensive pairing stats, and they were the only Kraken D pair that technically had, you know, more expected goals against than goals for, but it was very, it's very close. And I, you know, I don't necessarily think that that tells the entire story on them. Uh, I, like yeah. I said, it was their best performance in a while. Uh, Michelle shootouts is just frustrating. <laughs> they are. I mean, do you want to air it out now, RJ? You want to go with your lineup? Sure. Okay. So I, I, again, I've been watching a lot of crack and take shootout reps here in the, in the shootout practice that they've done. Cause look, they realize this is a problem. They've recognized that the team's very good about doing that. And over the last couple weeks in morning skates and practices, they've kind of ended the practice session or like after stretch, they've done some shootout work. And usually it'll be a contest where they just kind of run through the line of everybody and those who make it get to go again. And you go again, you know, it's kind of a contest like that. And it's one of those situations where I think 
some of the shooters that have done the best are not the ones that you would look at as okay here here's the obvious choice to shoot in the shootout you know you think oh the 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 eberleys of the world the you know um the top scoring guys but it's the guy who i've seen that's been best who i really wanted to see thought we might see in the shootout is jesper froden he has a couple really good moves that he was reliably able to do i think i only saw him miss once out of maybe six or seven attempts um he's got a nice move where he kind of freezes the goalie on his forehand then takes it way out wide to his backhand trying to sneak it in off that post um that's kind of his go-to it looked like but i wanted to see that um uh, jared mccann was another one so i'm glad we did get to see him maddie beneers who i had been advocating for for a while not the best in those shootout practices again he would just kind of hang on to it and do his you know right over uh, over the pad under the glove so, uh, shot like he likes to do and it worked sometimes but again if the goalie does his homework then maybe that's not the best um and then i'll say it forever will borgen will borgen is a shootout beast nobody will ever know this through anything in a game <laughs> but uh yeah if we get to maybe the 15th round of a shootout or something he gets to go he's gonna score yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, was it wasn't it UC Jokinen that was like the sh- the shootout guy back in the day? Yeah, teams would acquire specifically just in case he ended up in a shootout. You saying Jesper Froden is the second coming of UC Jokinen? <laughs> I mean, that he's he's got a little ways to go before that. I think he doesn't have the same move, but I, I mean, he's better than anyone else they've been putting out there. I'm telling you, he was reliably scoring, and that's what you want to look for. Like the best yeah. shootout players aren't always the best players, uh, you know, in five on five hockey. So I'm I'm advocating for Jesper Frode next shootout. Yeah, I'm I'm totally willing to to listen to your scouting report on that. That sounds like like it all makes sense to me. Sergeant Pickles with the studs and duds. Starting off with duds here. Refs inconsistent at best. Passing by both teams was kind of gross and shootouts are the best worst. Uh, definitely agree on the shootouts there. Um, refs inconsistent. I thought this was just a, a ref, like a refing crew that was just, you know, officiating crew that was just like, yeah, we're, we're letting them play. <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah, pretty much and i think it, especially late it kind of benefited the crack and you look at the borg and high stick they got away with in the third and it looked like there might have been another one in overtime um i didn't get a second look at it but yeah certain things they were kind of missing but i, I don't think the crack and were necessarily shortchanged on it no and with the tan of one i'm with you that that was a good call that was boarding and that's yeah. a play that can't happen and yes he hits him shoulder to shoulder but he's also hitting the back side of his shoulder like he's not that far away from hitting him between the shoulder blades so if i i get that Tanev is frustrated and emotional that's a, that's the worst possible time you could be taking a penalty but it, it was the right call uh studs the finish mighty moose uc sorrows spronger played a lot of pool as a kid <laughs> the core is our best goalie not clickbait <laughs> definitely got to be our next video rj um yeah i mean okay so the, the daniel sprong goal let's talk about sprong coming back into the lineup two big performances here in back-to-back games I don't want to be that guy, RJ, but I, I know where you're going this with before. this. You've seen this before with him where he'll be scratched for like, you know, a week or two. And then he comes back into the lineup. He scores some big time goals, right? As the Kraken are maybe going on a road trip even, or certainly as the Kraken are struggling. And it's all like, oh my gosh, see why on earth have they been scratching Daniel Sprong? And then Daniel Sprong goes cold for a little while. And then all you're left with are the plays like where he just turns it over to Nashville, as Eddie correctly pointed out on the broadcast. Uh, and just lets them as the cracketer in the middle of a change, you know, just four of them go up the ice on you. 
yeah, you, you are still seeing those kind of plays. They, they are there. Um, and, and basically, like, he has to keep scoring at this goal almost every game pace to kind of justify, you know, to make up for that. I think in Hackstall's mind, to kind of justify his his position in the lineup, you know, because you can't scratch a guy. Even if he's doing that no. stuff, you can't scratch him if he's scoring every game. No. Um, but, you know, that is kind of the that thin line that he treads. Yeah. And so I, you know, feel free to let me have it in the comments. It's fine. But that's, that's where I'm at with him. And then, yeah, I mean, UC Saros, you're, I mean, we've, we've already talked about him. He's just so good. So, so yeah. good. Uh, Drunken Dragon Tavern shootouts suck. Pretty, definitely the sentiment of the evening, RJ. Yeah. Can I go uh, back to the Sprong thing for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. On his goal, the great quote that he gave us all, because I mean, that yes. that was pretty generous. The, you know, try, tried to bank it off of, uh, of Saros's backside there. Cause, um, funny enough, Jeff Merrick, like, quote tweeted our tweet was wondering yeah. if he was trying to pass it back out to, to Tanev or if he was trying to do that. But I, I guess Sprong was, was going for that, which is pretty cool. I mean, we've seen that and we've heard players talk about that before. Have you ever done that in a game, RJ? Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. That, that's like the first thing I always go for. I mean, you'll remember this, too. Also, like that, I would practice that all the time in the backyard. Yes. If I could bank it in off of my brother when he was playing goalie, that would just frustrate him so much. And so I would always go for it because that was the most fun way to score. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. No, it is definitely cool. And it was really awesome that, yeah, Jeff Merrick was, you know, he saw us, RJ. I know. He, I, he followed us. So thank you, Jeff Merrick, for the follow. Appreciate that. That's, that's incredible. Uh, Lindsay, so is it safe to say that Tanev doesn't miss Lausanne in Seattle? Love the hot mic moments tonight. What was up with that on the broadcast, RJ? Because we heard like everything down there on the ice. It was such a treat. I, I mean, that I was engaged in the game like pretty much just for that because there were some like boring moments otherwise, but you could hear everything and it, it was awesome. And of course, that one I, I caught pretty clearly uh, as, uh, yeah, Tanev let Lausanne <laughs> know what he thinks of his game. Lausanne responded back in kind. Uh, not too creative on the response there, just saying the same thing back. But uh, yeah, no, that was that was pretty funny. It was, it was, but yeah, that was, that was all interesting. And, you know, it was, it was funny also just getting this, the Jeremy Lauzon experience again, you know, the, the I know penalty, you really do notice the him. penalty box, everything like you just totally notice him watching these games. It was, it was yeah. funny. And then the, uh, the wholesome from the wholesome moment from Will Borger, nice play Tolby old boy. <laughs> yes. So funny. Um, Crackety to work on shootout extra attackers and clearing the zone from uh, Schultz there. Yeah, I mean the bottom line is it's 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 all the same stuff. Now the one thing is I will say the shootout probably lowest priority as you know you're not going to have to deal with them in the playoffs and you very very rarely have to deal with them in the regular season. So I do think that they that should be at the bottom of the priority list. But the bottom line is you know there's a reason we're a wild card team in the wild card spot. Like there is stuff that needs to be improved on and worked on. Um, but as we've been talking about like the last couple deep dives, RJ it is basically playoff time. Like we're at like, you know, 11 games left. I think mm -hmm. if they, ha if it hasn't really been fixed by now, I don't know that we're going to see it fixed for the first round. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're at at this point in the season. And again, the shootout, just different shooters. That's all I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be literally all the fixes when, so we talked there's not much you could really do or plan on for it anyway <laughs> dealing with different goaltenders each time all that kind of stuff joshua man joey almost stole that if the kraken would have been able to provide more than one in goal support i agree i mean we talked about him already but joey decor totally on it tonight 
Daniel, is there anything you can do to force a stoppage that's legal? Four on four for so long killed our overtime plans. I mean, you could just, I guess, if you're in the neutral zone or something, see if you could shovel it up into the benches. Yeah, or I mean, you could go offside intentionally. You could, if you're in the D yeah. zone, you could, especially if you have extra space, you could just shovel it back to your own goalie and let him cover it. You know, you got to be careful about doing that, but like you could communicate that, Decord could cover it. And I, I do think that might've actually been a good idea because again, with all that four on four hockey, it is very difficult. There's a reason they changed the overtime to three on three instead of four on four. Because with yes. four on four, at a certain point, again, coaches can just kind of game that. You saw there weren't really a whole lot of great scoring chances because there's just less open ice. So um, knowing that, knowing how you are in shootouts, I, I think the Kraken still feel somewhat confident in shoot. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, well, we're going to definitely lose if we get to a shootout. But, you know, maybe you do want to just cover it and, and take a three on three. Yeah, I mean, they're clearly better at overtime than shootouts. Like, we've got a, yeah. a, a almost an entire season's worth of, of uh, data on that. The one thing I will say is I would say go, go for the, the intentional offsides or like the close call offsides. Don't actually get an intentional offsides over the goal, the intentional goalie freeze, just because, I mean, this is the cracker we're talking about and face-offs being what they are for them. Yeah. Maybe don't take the D-zone face off. That would be my one suggestion. Lindsay, Kraken were the better team and deserved to win that one, but sometimes you get juiced. Rematch on Saturday with the Tolvin in goal, guaranteed. I know a lot of people were really hoping we'd see that tonight. I thought Tolvin in played really well. I mean, he was out there. He was blocking he three blocks, three hits. He was throwing the body around, and he was more than really I've ever seen RJ, like nose for the net, just go in there trying to pounce on any tiny rebound Saros was letting up trying to get one. He was motivated. He wanted one. And you can kind of tell whenever he talks about his time with the Preds. And, you know, he, he's very good about it. He doesn't say anything that he, that he shouldn't, you know, as far as just like, you know, yeah, just kind of getting stuck on the fourth line. And he didn't get a whole lot of minutes, all that kind of thing. But, you know, I thought his quote this morning was telling hockey is fun again. And you could tell the difference, you know, in his attitude with the Kraken and, and versus, you know, it's it's tough just when you're getting scratched forever with Nashville. And I think he kind of did want to show him a little bit. Yeah. And one of the things that he talked about was, you know, being able to play with players of the caliber of a Yanni Gord and, a, and an Oliver Bjorkstrand, which definitely makes sense. And also getting getting the extra ice time that the Kraken provide by kind of spreading things out more evenly, even though he's on our third line, he's getting, you know, more ice time than necessarily third liners around the league would. Although it is interesting that the fourth line got so much ice time in this game that that third line kind of kind of down there with the fourth line as far as how much ice time they all got a little less than than seems like normal for them. Uh, ben, gutsiest game by a Kraken goalie this season. Is Joey our number one? I think Joey is our number one until Gru comes back. I think what's going to happen is, depending on how long Gru is out and the nature of whatever illnesses that he is dealing with, you want to make sure he can come in and get enough reps to be ready for the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to necessarily just kind of like lean on Joey this last little stretch here and then just Gru comes back and he's cold for the playoffs. You definitely don't want that to happen. Um, but yeah, as I'm with what we talked about earlier in less, you know, until Gru is like back in a hundred percent and you can, based on how Joey's played, you could really wait for him to be a hundred percent. Joey is the guy. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that sentiment too. Just, uh, but Grubauer is the most important. He's going to be starting game one of the playoffs for you, mm -hmm. barring injury. Just make yeah. sure he's right. 
Uh, Gregory Decor played his butt off. Too bad we couldn't get him more offense. It's another shootout's bad, and and too bad we couldn't get score more. The the two <laughs> takeaways from tonight. Uh, we look evenly matched too often with this really banged up Nashville team. We did, and and I think it was the Kraken. RJ got kind of fell into the Smashville trap a little bit. You know what I mean? And I felt like the Kraken at times were trying to match the physical play of the Predators. And that kind of took away from what the Kraken were trying to do offensively. They were really trying to go in hard and heavy on the forecheck and get the hits. Tolvin in with the three hits. Looking at Brandon Tanev with five. He was throwing the body around like crazy. Uh, The Kraken finishing with only two fewer hits than the Predators. But it meant that we never really saw the Kraken get their cycle going. We never saw the passing in the offensive zone. We didn't see them play east-west at all. We didn't see them shoot for rebounds and then try to you know, grind it out net front like we had been seeing from them. Um, I don't know that we'll see that same kind of mindset or game plan come Saturday based on the results of this game. Yeah, I, I think some adjustments are going to be made there. And you look at where the Kraken had the most success on their one goal on the sprong play. That's a quick up play through the neutral zone. Vince Dunn making a two line pass uh, right to, you know, to uh, geeky. And then he immediately sends it over to sprong. I mean, the speed with which they go from their own D zone right to the Predators net, basically uh, it, it threw Nashville off guard. And I think if they continued kind of coming with that speed into the zone, they could have kept having that success. But it just wasn't you know what they were looking to do. Yeah, all we're saying is, remember, Jeremy Lauzon is one of their defensemen. Find a way to take advantage of that. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jen, no, it's not an unpopular opinion. Shootouts can just disappear. Uh, Shootout, shootout, shootout. When will the Kraken ever get one? (laughs) I know, Joshua, I know. Uh, Edward, you don't uh, don't have to like the shootout to like the stream. That's right. Thank you very much. (laughs) Like the stream, everybody. uh Vireen, uh yes ties are fine different games are stupid uh joey decor wanted that game definitely uh be woolly dylan let her back it's national puppy day it is national puppy day she was just so close to the camera i don't know she's never been that close before afro you want to come back come on she knows it's uh, national puppy day yeah she gets to be as close to the camera as she wants i was gonna say i put something on instagram all right there you go yeah there she yes. is. There she scooch is. In. Scooch in a little. Scooch in. There you go. Uh, Dace, we're going uh, We're going to be just insane in the playoffs when there's no shootout and the overtime just keeps going. Agreed. I mean, that's that seems perfect for the Kraken. Yeah, it's it suits them well. I mean, can, can you imagine just what it's going to be like for a playoff overtime with the Kraken involved? We are all going to be losing our minds, every last one of us. So yeah. be, be ready for that. Oh my gosh. Could be the first triple overtime game in Kraken history, RJ. Are you prepared for the one o'clock post-game live? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes, I I will be I'll be fully prepared for that. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like PR would take care of us and bring us some like reinforcements food-wise at the second overtime intermission or something. Well, I was gonna say, yes, in person, you're assuming it's it'll be at home. Oh, that's right. If it's on the road, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> we'll just each take a period and nap the other there we go Dylan take over the Twitter for this one uh CJ why Everly in each shootout it seems like he never gets the net in a shootout like to see the player chosen by hack mixed up a bit I mean we talked about it already uh but yeah I mean what is is there a place that like tracks their career shootout attempts there must be I just know in hockey reference you got to go like I think NHL season 
Oh, well, that would be handy. That would make sense. <laughs> but I do wonder what Jordan Eberle's like career shootout record is. Um, Cause maybe, maybe he's just been stick bitten this year and the Kraken. I mean, this is only what our third shootout fourth this season. So it's not like they've had a ton of time to like practice them. Uh, you know, right. game setting wise. Uh, here we go. Everly. Um, so he is, I, I imagine this doesn't take tonight into account, but before tonight, he is a career 33% shooter, 33.333% shooter. So um, he has uh, 27 goals on 81 shots. That doesn't seem terrible. No, that's, a, those are actually, that's, that's pretty, pretty good, good percentage. Like that ranks, I mean, well, it's hard to, how many, People out of like 500 or so NHL players, he ranks 184th. So, you know, he's, he's in the top, you know, top what, like 30, 20, 30%, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's not bad. I just think, you know, the Kraken haven't had a ton of opportunities to do them in game yeah. settings. And, you know, if you're unlucky one or two times, but you're only getting two or three times all season to try yeah. it, it, you know, skews the sample size. Tied with Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Jake DeBrusque and Jake Gensel. So tied with a couple of Ryans and a couple of Jakes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, some of those players aren't bad company to be keeping. Like, no, they're know, really not. I, I would never feel uncomfortable sending, you know, Gensel out to take a shootout attempt right. for me. So, and Joe Sackick. Oh, well, there you go. And Joe Thornton. So there we go. A couple of Ryans, a couple of Joes, a couple of Jakes. All right. The Joe, I was with you until the Joe Thornton one. Cause now I'm like, well, if that guy can just pass it into the net, I don't know. <laughs> Same percentage. Uh, X kid Z been loving decor. Tough loss. At least we got a point. Sucks. It had to be a shootout. How about putting Bjorkstrand out for the shootout? So, I mean, you know, I mean, do you have thoughts on Bjorkstrand? Did you mention him earlier? Uh, I did not No, yeah, I, cause I, I didn't, he didn't stand out as far as scoring, but we've noticed him in on games in breakaways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you know, picking that top corner and everything, Saros has a good glove, but again, he is a smaller goalie. If you can get him to back up far enough into the net and do Bjorkstrand's go to just shot into that high corner, you might be able to pick it. Yeah. And Lindsay on board with that too. Next comment. I still say we need Bjorky in the shootout. Um, Let's see, Cameron. Part of me hopes Decord eventually becomes the full-time starter. I mean, look, it's it's one of those tough situations, RJ, because we know Grubauer is going to be the guy for a while here. The contract kind of necessi- necessitates that. Uh, Martin Jones, contract up at the end of this year. have to believe he's walking, but with Drieger coming back, still under contract for next year, it still just doesn't leave a spot for Decord. So what I'm wondering is, you know, does this just, kind of increases trade value with what the Kraken are able to do with him in the off season. Yeah. You might end up seeing something like that because at the end of the day, we talked about this last post game, normally a goalie of his age that's performed that well in the AHL would get more NHL opportunity than Decord has gotten. And um, I, he doesn't really have a whole lot of leverage, you know, right now with the Kraken still owning his rights for another season. But um, you think Ron Francis might decide, look, I've, I've got three goalies here that are all potentially NHL caliber. I'm going to do the right thing and, and give one of them some opportunity that maybe he can't get here. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's it's just the unfortunate realities. Part of that is the fact that they were an expansion club. So, you know, you, you tend to have depth in places you don't know. You know, teams normally don't, including in net. And it's just it's just an unfortunate situation for him. But, you know, again, if you're looking at it from what's best for him, him playing this well for the Kraken during this stretch is what's best for him, because while he might not have a future as a Kraken starter or backup, it, it's helping increase his chances of um, getting that spot somewhere else at a time where most goalies would not 
be given that kind of second, third chance, whatever you want to call it. So uh, still happy for Joey and uh, obviously happy for what he's contributing to the Kraken right now. Evan, I'd like to see Bjorki out there in the shootout too. Maybe Hack's waiting for a game where Oliver's really hot to pull it out. It is possible. Um, although he's been kind of, he's been decently, you know, on it lately. Um, Gilberto, uh, Canada was ready to celebrate. I hate that he hit the plumbing on that one. Saturday is their day. We got rid of our dangle number seven, four in the last 11 to get to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Seven, four and oh now. Yeah. Yep. We can do that. I think we could definitely do that. Joshua, Maddie, Lars, and Bjor and uh, Borgie on the shootout going forward. I'm all for it. I would be. I would. I'd, I'd be loving that. Um, Sprong should have been after McCann, shaking my head. Uh, I I was surprised that like after you know getting the the only goal in the game, you don't send Sprong out there first. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the thing is, they had sent him out. If I'm remember correctly for the last shootout or two before that and he hadn't scored so i get maybe trying to go with somebody different in mccann but yeah it seemed like sprong was feeling it tonight yeah striatic thank you daniel sprong for figuring out how to get something past saros and getting the team a point tonight <laughs> it's definitely a good day for the sprong leavers i believe is what they were calling them on on discord in the game chat oh earlier. that's great <laughs> Uh, I thought that was that was a good one. Uh, CJ, now I'm going to be all nerves Saturday morning watching the game and won't be able to enjoy my pancakes. It's it is going to be that way. But also, like, you know, what a great way to start off like a Saturday, get some early hockey middle of the day and then get to go out and you still got Saturday night if you want it. Um, it should be good, especially, you know, Saturday night to go celebrate a crack and win. Mm -hmm. I can think of worse. Yeah, I mean, it just sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. Unless it's bad, in which case then, you know, you still got Forget Saturday it. night to oh, look yeah. forward to. <laughs> uh, Tom, what's the chance Joey D is our number two goalie next year? I mean, it is always possible if Drieger plays well enough and somebody wants to take a flyer on him and trade for him, then, you know, the Kraken could move Drieger instead and, and have Joey be the backup to Grubauer. Uh, but I would put those odds low. Yeah, I'd say it's very slim. Yeah. Uh, Sprong putting the team on his back with fourth line minutes from beep boop. Uh, CJ, Always. they should, I know they should institute a shot clock and shootouts. Give them five seconds. No fancy moves, RJ. You got to skate in and you got to snipe it quick. That, that seems like a directed attack at Evgeny Kuznetsov. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is very true, but I'm still okay with it. I'm, I'm fine for that. They should have to just take slap shots. It should be set up the puck where they do it for hardest shot. You can only use slap shots. I want to see us have to be here like all night. <laughs> Not if you have Adam Larson. He's putting it in first try. It's it's the it's it's a test of who's who's got the defenseman who can do it. But really, it's just a test of your goaltender's conditioning. <laughs> uh, Evan, I was so scared after that tan of penalty with one thirty left. I thought we were about to see a Seattle crack in moments. I did too. I'm not gonna lie. It entered was, all of our minds, nervous. I think. And then once they got to overtime, I was like, "All right, they did it. Like that's all I needed. It's fine." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ty then blowing it multiple times all over the place. Lol. Some sprung blinders out there. Lol. Uh, I'd say like I get why he gets scratched. I do. I really do. Uh, Stratic preseason will be interesting next year, goalie wise. But Joey is making Francis's job a ton easier this off season. Agreed, Striatic. X Kid Z, is it fair to say shootouts are the hockey equivalent of rock, paper, scissors? Basically. Yeah. 
pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sprong leads the NHL in 5v5 points per 60. All right, up to, up to number one. Up to number one. He did it. Good for him. I mean, hopefully he can capitalize on turning that into some money for next year somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the somewhere at the end. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Lindsay, how about Minnesota edging out Dallas for the top of the central, eh? Thoughts on how the Kraken match up against both teams? Well, we're pretty familiar with how they match up against Dallas. And the bottom line is, I know we got the win in overtime, Lars and all that. I still don't think they match up that great against Dallas. Whereas remembering back to Minnesota and we'll see them next Monday. Um, I, I just have a feeling they match up better against Minnesota. Yeah, I think so too. And you, you look at earlier this season, they had that really convincing four, nothing win that um, I mean, it was, it was back in early November, but I mean, the Kraken that might've been one of the most solid games all around that they had played all season. The wild just never got into that one. And, and then the one in Seattle, it was that one, nothing loss, uh, you know, a tough game, but again, that close. So yeah. I think it's, I'd take my chances with that over Dallas. I would too. D Dallas offense just scares me. And then if Ottinger figures it out at all, like you, it's just a tough team. Um, Minnesota, the thing you got to worry about is goaltending and they have the goaltenders to cycle through whoever's hot and just, they can ride the hot hand and it's scary, but yeah, um, Gustafson's been one of the best goalies in the NHL this season. And Mark Andre Fleury is just one of those goalies who against the Kraken, uh, he has been lights out no matter what team he's played for. Right. And right now, Gustafson's struggling, but Flower is like red hot. So it's just one of those, like I said, uh, yeah. like they're just going to go with whichever one's feeling it. And when either of those guys are feeling it, it's dangerous. So um, Joey back above 900, right? Uh, Correct. He is? Awesome. Yep. 903. All I right, did the so, math on that real quick as I saw that comment down yeah. when it was entered. So. so then, you know, maybe grew on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, just keep that alive. <laughs> uh are they going to re-sign sprong i i still have doubts that a player that you've essentially scratched half the season or if without injuries would still be scratched i just don't know you re-sign that guy yeah i i don't think so and I, I just don't think they qualify him too he's got arbitration rights that is going to be a crazy arbitration case if they go there i think the kraken want to avoid that at all costs that would be so disastrous because you got him coming in with the top in the league in 5v5 <laughs> points per 60 you've got Number them coming one. in with you couldn't stay in the lineup that's why <laughs> your your numbers are artificially inflated because we scratched you like that's that's a terrible arbitration sound sounding uh cj yanni out there with canner and ebbs on one shift that was interesting uh he just got caught out there right on that one i think so if i remember correctly yeah um but i mean I, I like the way the Kraken have their lines. I don't think now is the time where they need to be experimenting yeah. too much. Uh, Lindsay, we need to take Donskoy in the, uh, the shootout specialist off IR just for the four games per season that go to the shootout. But he doesn't need to play in the game. So just once it's actually time for the shootout. Uh, if only. If only. I know. Uh, Jake, we got Probably wouldn't goalied. be much of a risk to him, really. No. Uh, Jake, we got goalied. We got goalied slash smashville. That's what we got um brendan's go-to insult <laughs> yes uh light uh was it both teams sucking at passing or did the ice seem like it wasn't good for both teams tonight it was weird rj because the passes could be on point and then just nobody could receive them which tells me the puck had to be rattling around 
Right. A little bit. It's hard to tell from just the TV broadcast if the ice is bad. You know, you'd know from being in the locker room, like just hearing what the players had to say, you know, but uh, it's stuff we don't get to hear. Um, But yeah, that did seem like the passing was off for both teams. Yeah. CJ asking an interesting question. How many games before Joey D gets an assist or a goalie goal? If you'd asked me after that Dallas game, I would have said today. Uh, but after <laughs> this one, didn't play the puck a ton. Uh, I don't know. There was Four? one good chance the Kraken had where he was, I guess, the next guy out. So he was like the third most recent to touch the puck before yeah. the shooter. Where I thought, oh, man, that could have been an assist potentially. Um, but I'd, I'd say, I don't know, like 10 games or so. Oh, okay. I I said four, but it's Oh, did you say like, four? I said four. But it's just because like right now you're you're having to play UC Soros and then you're gonna have to go play one of you know whichever Minnesota goaltender, you know what I mean? And that might just be it for Joey. If so he's still like, playing at home against Anaheim, tough, I think he gets an assist there. Let's yeah, maybe that's that's it. I could just I could see that because if they're up at all on Anaheim late, that's oh no, will be in feeling. Arizona. If he's if he gets one of those games in Arizona, he'll be feeling it at well, you know, he, I don't he didn't play at Mullet Arena, but like it, it's it's basically you yeah. know in his backyard, like there yeah. he'd do something cool. Yeah, uh, Stratic Sprong. Sorry, I was stifling a yawn. Stratic Sprong <laughs> saw McDavid score from below the goal line last night and thought, I can do that too. I'm leading that scrub in five v five goals for sixty. I, that's they probably just played me said. as much as McDavid. I'd have 60 goals right now. That's what he's thinking. I'm sure it is. As any professional athlete, right? You need that mindset. Yeah. Uh, Stratic. I like I like the neutral zone fired into the netting plan. <laughs> that would work. Trying yeah. to get trying to end the, the four on four. Oh dang. Well, better in better news. I am now an official Seattleite. Just bought a Volvo XC70, which may be nicknamed the Kraken Wagon from Patrick. Congrats on the new wheels. Nice. I, I'm digging the nickname too. I, I think you could definitely stick with that. Um Daniel, we sucked at four on four all year, but it's been great at three on three. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it definitely benefits us. Bach, I have a feeling Lausanne never liked us. Also, Tandem speaking for all of us when telling him he sucks. <laughs> yep. Uh Alan, hear me out. Send Jones down, keep the court in, Gru comes back, go to playoffs. I mean, they they could. You wouldn't even technically need to send Jones yeah, down. Yeah, you don't even need to send Jones down, really. Yeah, you could just you could just do that. I don't know. I mean, do you think if Joey like comes in and, and wins on Saturday and then Grubauer comes back, do you think Hackstall would do that? Do you think Hackstall would, would make Joey the backup to Grubauer? I think he would. Uh, he's yeah. consistently played the hot hand all season. You look at how he rode Martin Jones, even after mm-hmm. Grubauer came back and w- was fine from his injury. Like Haxtell's been good about riding the hot hand. And I mean, he needs good goaltending, right? I think he's kind of yes. desperate for it. He will go to whoever he feels is going to give him that. That would create such an interesting scenario with the Coachella Valley Firebirds as they're in that hunt for that top seed. We talked about this, right? Them potentially leaving Drieger down there to, to make the run with that, with them and everything that would make that an interesting conversation between Ron Francis and Hackstall. If Hackstall's like, I want Joey here. And Ron Francis is like, Oh, we kind of want Joey there. Um, It would be, it would be very interesting. Although, you know, Driegs can handle it. Down. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You've got Chris Drieger down there, a guy with NHL experience, a lot of AHL experience. And also, I don't think it'd be much of a conversation just because, look, it, if the NHL team needs someone, if 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 you want someone on the NHL, like they stay, that's yeah. it has to take precedence. 
Yeah, even if Driggs is kind of getting lit up the last two games down there. It's not great. Uh, how did the regulars Ebbs, Donato, Sprong look in those shootout practices? Bazzi's asking. Ooh, okay. Uh, Eberly, I, I can't recall him scoring a single goal in those. Um, Donato, actually, I mean, he didn't score as much as I thought he would. He he was, you know, doing his kind of deking and, and it worked sometimes, but less less than i would have thought it would also a lot of these were on martin jones too so i will say an advantage came usually to those who just shot the puck high and jones is kind of getting lit up on those or five hole Uh, i'll be honest like he's just he's kind of been getting lit up at practice like i hate to say it but um and then sprong looked great like he was one of the three that i mentioned i think he was probably the second best behind froden it would be froden sprong and mccann for me Mm -hmm. and sprong was able to pick his spots up high on jones or when he deked like he he was able to kind of deke jones uh out of the net pretty well so that's how i'd say they do yeah all right uh stratic brandon was just upset he didn't get a christmas card from jeremy this year yeah, that's that's what he was saying down there. Uh, I feel really bad for Jones. At least we know our goalie for the playoffs. I remember a month ago we had no idea. It, yeah, I mean, we have some certainty there now, and that is definitely a better feeling than the other. Uh, and, yeah, it is rough on Jones, especially after you know how incredible he was through the first half of the season, two-thirds maybe even. Um, but it's it's the way it goes. Lindsay, not to be a downer, but 0 for 2 on the power play and both look blah. If our power play doesn't get better, it'll be the difference between an early playoff exit and hanging around. I mean, this is something we've been worried about all season long. Uh, playoffs, you know, especially as of lately, right? Like it's it's kind of been the, you know, backwards of what we've always thought, which is, oh, they don't, they, 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 they don't call the penalties in the playoffs. And actually, it's the opposite. They've been calling more penalties come playoff time, if I'm remembering right. Especially in the first round. It's something yeah. where the refs recently, the last few years, have really tried to set the tone. I feel like they might do that again. Yeah, and just based on some games this season where the Kraken have outplayed their opponent, but because of they've lost the special teams battle, they've lost games, or they've gone to overtime when they necessarily shouldn't have had to, It is def- it's always been something that has been on my mind. And it's just one of those things that we're just going to have to see what happens. But I mean, again, you're this far into the season and it's still the thing we're worried about. It doesn't seem to be improving. I don't have a ton of hope for it. Yeah. And especially in the playoffs too, where it's such a small sample size, uh, having a hot power play can, can win or lose you or cold power play can win or lose you a series. And we see that happen quite often. We're over the course of a season. You're going to be in, in a certain range of, you know, 17 to, you know, 25% somewhere in there and evens out, but it doesn't always even out over the course of a playoff series. You can't go in cold, uh, and, and just not be scoring there. And yeah, the power play tonight, I thought looked pretty uninspired. Yeah. Uh, Kalen Hack should have whispered to Sprong that if he missed, he would be scratched. Sprong would have won us the shot that shootout. <laughs> totally. That would have been fantastic. That would have been like the stuff of legend, too. That would have been mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, Stratic Daniel Sprong is fourth among current Kraken and fewest 5v5 goals against per 60, just behind Donato, Froden, and Tanev. Uh, Kraken forwards, I mean, there are a few defenders between Tanev and Sprong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. All right. I like John Hayden better. I'm just saying. I, it, the numbers, the I numbers, know, Dylan. No, I know. Daniel, please tell me it wasn't Drieger that gave up six or seven for Coachella last night. Uh, it was Drieger gave up six last night. Yes. 
Oh, so. oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you that, Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you just did what he told you not to do. Come on. I'm sorry. Uh, and also, did you guys see McCann dancing around all by himself on the near side for most of the last power play? Uh, I think I noticed that a little bit. Yeah, I did. He did three circles just kind of from his spot back to the boards, from his spot back to the boards. The second to last one, he was tapping his stick like, come on, guys, come on, give it, give it. And then he did one more circle and they passed it to him. And then he did that one where they went for the Schwartz tip in front, which actually I kind of like that play. I did like that play too. So I was okay with it. Um, think, uh, Alan, think Hayden enters the lineup next season. Kids damn good. I do. I think they really enjoyed what they saw from him this go around. So based on how they fill things out, I think, you know, left up to like Hackstall and stuff, there would be a spot for him on the fourth line. Yeah, I, I too think he'll potentially have a, a chance to earn that. I mean, he's he's done well enough. Obviously, there's a level of uncertainty there. He's an unrestricted free agent, so he can sign anywhere. You know, there might be another team who saw what he was able to do with the crack in this season mm-hmm. and wants to take that chance on him. Uh, so ultimately, it's up to up to him to decide where he wants to go. But I, I could certainly see him coming back and, and getting a shot. It feels like at some level he was in their plans all season. Like maybe you're not going to spend the whole season up with us, the NHL level, if we're all healthy and everything, but come playoff time, come when it matters. And we need someone like you, we're going to call you up. Right. And Alan was also added uh, because he's just filling in for Burakovsky right now. Right? No, I mean, Froden's filling in for Burakovsky. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of argue who's, you know, filling in for whom yeah. and, and the way it goes with the lineup. But yeah, there is one fewer roster spot there. If, if Burakovsky is playing, you know, there's one, one less spot in the lineup and yeah, Hayden might be the odd guy out, but I don't think he would be. No, I don't think he would be either, especially because Striatic coming in here. Hayden actually has fantastic per 60 numbers too, but just a way smaller sample size than Sprong. I remember at one point, he, I, I think I tweeted this too, because I noticed he he was the NHL's leader in goals per 60 uh, right after he scored his, I think, second goal of the season. Yeah, see, there we go. Uh, when you're only playing, you know, six minutes a night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you only got to score like one for 10 games or whatever right and it all like evens yeah. out uh so who hayden's up for just to fill the space yeah i mean it's just part of it is just that they have that kind of rotating spot on the fourth line that they've had all season long yeah and really uh, strong was usually the odd man out when hayden went in the lineup yeah exactly so it was really just between him and strong as far as who's scratched who who's in on the fourth line is the bottom is the bottom line yeah that's really what the situation was and and you know would be if if hayden was healthy but uh yeah hayden not gonna be back this season uh i can't imagine uh stratic his game translates really well to the nhl hayden's i agree i mean he looked so good that was he was everything you'd want out of a fourth line player and more um yeah, really, really happy with him. So unfortunate that he had that injury. So, so unfortunate. Yeah, there, there's so much value in the NHL on a guy who can play that type of game, really physical, finishes checks, fight for you too. And yeah. all they have to do is just not be a liability when they're out on the ice because that's the big key. Teams yes. will even pay big prices for guys who can do that stuff and are a liability on the ice. Ryan Reeves for the last like three years, you know, teams have paid pretty high price for that because of the stuff that he can do where he can be physical, finish checks and fight. Um, but if you can find a guy who's just good enough to hold down a roster spot, otherwise you're really set. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's just the, the way it is. Uh, any other questions, everybody? We'll do a last call here. I'm down at the bottom of the comments section. Uh, if you've been thinking about anything, want to get it in here. Now's the time. You can ask us a question about the game, about the Kraken. 
anything really <laughs> we're, yeah, we're here I mean, we're, we're here yeah. um but yeah i mean looking ahead to the next game for nashville rj kind of like what i said earlier don't try to get sucked into trying to win the physical battle just go out there and be the better team because you are the better team if you're the kraken just just go out yeah. there and outscore them you can it's a depleted Preds lineup. You saw that tonight. You're going to see it again in a couple days. Um, yeah, just don't get kind of sucked into the mud with them. I mean, that's what they're going to try and do to you. Just like like what you said, go out there, be the better team. The early start does worry me a little bit. I would say if you could just get past the first period, I'd feel a little bit better. Yeah. I'm sorry. This this team doesn't it's do true. that well with the early starts. It's 11 a.m. Seattle time. Like yeah. their their clocks are going to be at least they've been in Nashville for yeah I think what three days at that point. But yeah. their clocks might still be a little bit off. Just that worries me. But otherwise they should be okay. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I'm like I'm like I didn't quite realize how banged up this Preds team was until the game was going on, and I'm like, there's a lot of names in here I do not know. <laughs> like, yep, there's a lot, and 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 Cody Glass is second on your team in power play time, like. I love Cody Glass, former Portland Winter Hawk, but <laughs> you might want to have better options than him. Uh, Alan, look at a, uh, looking ahead a little and calling back on the last talks about the panic button. Hands still hovering over it, or are we keeping hands folded? I'm I, I'm keeping hands folded. Well, as far as making the playoffs, I think the glass can be co uh, covering the button. I'm not even like glass off. Yeah, you put a curtain over that button. Yeah, they're, they're, as yeah. far as the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think we've, we're kind of at peace with the fact that it seems like the Kraken are going to be a wild card team. And this result in this game just threw them, I mean, continued to throw them right mm -hmm. onto that wild card path. This was the wild cardiest result that could yes. have happened in this game. So I, I think we've kind of accepted that and, and we're not really panicked about it. I, I thought the Kraken certainly didn't play poorly in this one. So I'm, I'm not panicking over that. Sure. Also... Yeah. As far as the Preds lineup being depleted, I looked at their ice time leaders among their forwards. Luke Evangelista, number one. Tommy Novak, who I had <laughs> not heard about until today, uh, number two in their forward ice time. So, yeah. Yep. With 320 on the power play. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this lineup is, I was like, these are names. <laughs> these are names. Um, Evan, good post game tonight, boys. See you on Saturday uh, after a Kraken dub, bright and early. Sounds good, Evan. Thanks for joining us. Absurdly saying it's weird to me that they all claim to be early birds in their two minute minor bits with Piper. <laughs> it is considering the struggle on the early games, RJ. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's weird uh daniel did you get hit by a big storm dylan i did uh last last post game i mean i had thunder really shake the house like the lightning apparently was really big and bright i couldn't see it i'm facing a corner um but the thunder like went on for a long time and it really rattled the house and it's just been raining so much and we're not built for it it's not like up there here all the yeah. water just pools everywhere it's a nightmare um 11 downstream could you guys talk about your thoughts on the quality of climate pledge ice next podcast yeah we can do that okay. yeah i mean yeah you know, just thinking offhand i don't have a, a ton of real thoughts about it last season it was more of a thing as as you're getting the new arena kind of construction everything but overall this season like the players don't talk about it much it, it's just the odd game where they have a big concert or some event right beforehand but overall i think the quality is just like pretty good yeah um novak has been on a heater lately can't take him lightly according to Daniel. yeah i'm okay. looking at this up I, he has 33 points in 39 games whoa he's like almost a point per game player this is crazy i i should have heard of him yeah thanks, yeah thanks daniel for pointing that out wow Good. third round pick in 2015 i mean heck of a draft class um, <laughs> yeah 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 this shooting 20 percent will help you get there 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, where did this come from? Yeah, it's seven points in 27 games last season. Kind of yeah. coming out of nowhere, but good for him. Yeah, for sure. And then, Jake, there was apparently a tornado near me in L.A. Yep, we did get the tornado warnings here. <laughs> Fun. Tornado in the rain, RJ. <laughs> that's, yep. that's, that's how you know things are really happening. Gotta come up to Seattle for that sunny weather. I Yep, knew it all along in March for sure, you know. <laughs> oh, 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 well. All right. It is what it is. Uh, Kraken, you know, good performance from them. Solid game. Fantastic to see that performance from Joey Decor. We're, we're all right in there. Um, Lindsay, RJ, can you annoy 32 Bar and Grill until they bring back Trivia Nights? I miss our squad dominating at Hockey Trivia. That, that I can do. I'll, I'll bug somebody about that. Even if it's not the right person, I'll bug someone about it. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, could you talk about what it takes to fully change out ice in an arena? Um, they really only change the ice out at the during the off seasons where they'll like melt it down and everything and then they'll lay out a new sheet um, for like concerts and things or if it's if it's a place where they have like a basketball team, they just cover up the ice and then they'll lay like the hardwood or set up the stage or whatever on top of, you know, it's like a foam padding that they put over the ice. Um, but that's how they do it. Uh, yeah, they have yeah. a foam padding like and it's it's in little sheets that they kind of like wheel out through the tunnels like, and everything you, and they, they fit it, together almost like a puzzle. Right. If you've ever had like, uh, you know, if you remember from being a kid, or if you ever worked in a preschool or you have kids, those like play mats that you have that that kind of like sit together with the teeth. It's it's literally just giant versions of that. Yeah. And they put them on there like right after the game. So as I'm doing post game, you know, I'm there like an hour yeah. afterwards or so. And you see right behind me on the ice, like they, they'll start to kind of fill it up. They start on my side usually. So you can't see it by the end of post game. But like I can I can grab a photo and post to the discord too, to so you can all kind of see what it looks like. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jake, I missed the Portland rain. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, we're getting plenty of it down here, Jake. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Good night, Pablo. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Big game for Joey Decor. Big game for Daniel Sprong. All that good stuff. Looking forward to Saturday. I think the Kraken got a really good shot of walking away with the two points, in which case, hey, three out of four from Nashville. We, everybody was saying that's what we all wanted out of that. And that was going to be really enough for us to all feel good about the cushion. We are on our way there, RJ. We're on our yep. way. All, <laughs> exactly that's a good way to look at it yep all right thank you everybody for joining us for this one and we will see you all next time